Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations doing great things. Our goal is to inform, inspire, and impact our listening audience so that they'll want to go out and do the same in their circles of influence. When we share what we learn with others, it has the potential of making an enormous impact with the individuals and the communities we serve. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Nelson Mandela once said, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. I do agree with that statement, but I would also add the word quality. Education just for education's sake, that's, that's great. Uh, but quality education is so much better and it can be very powerful. And then what do you do with what you've learned? Is that quality education you received worth passing along? A college professor from University of Virginia said, excellence in education is when we do everything we can to make sure those we teach become everything they can. But you might be wondering what qualifies as quality or excellent education. I think if you ask 10 different people, you'd, you'd get 10 different answers, right? Um, maybe the right question to ask is, what's the goal? That professor from University of Virginia had a great answer by saying the goal is, the, is to help the students become everything they can be. It was John F. Kennedy that said the goal of education is the advancement of knowledge and the dissemination of truth. My question there is, what truth? Whose truth? Truth according to the school district leaders, the superintendent, the principal, the PTO. What truth and whose truth? Here to have a conversation about this and so much more is my guest, Derek Steeman, Vice President of Advancement at LifeWise Academy, and Karen Ellenbecker, founder of EIG and uh, Senior Wealth Advisor. Thank you both for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank You're you. welcome. So we talk about the importance of collaboration across sectors and how building and nurturing good business relationships can help amplify, amplify the spreading of our mission and our vision and the impact. So this idea of embracing social responsibility within and across business sectors can have a ripple effect to the point of massive impact, not only within our communities, but nationally and potentially globally. So can you both share your opinions about social responsibility as it relates to the area of education? Yeah, I, I, you know, as I think about uh, LifeWise Academy and what we do, and I know we'll talk a little bit about that, but is primarily around biblical education. So uh, the Bible really informs my uh, response to that question. Uh, in the words of Jesus, to whom much is given, much more is required or demanded. And um, I think uh, God has entrusted us all with so many things, whether it be resources or talents or abilities or knowledge. And when you think about uh, uh, especially the next generation, um, to me, that's one of the primary goals of education is is really building up and empowering the next generation. And um, at LifeWise, one of the things we're so excited about is is instructing them in Bible education. Uh, I love uh, the quotes you chose there, Jill, and uh, thinking about, especially about truth, um, uh, just uh, helping 
establish values into these kids' lives that can impact them for the rest of their lives. And it's not just about impacting students because when you begin to give them um, education, you're, you're impacting those around them, right? And eventually you're impacting the future community leaders and business leaders. And so um, to me, it's about... Uh, um, taking that responsibility and taking all that we've been given, all that we've been entrusted with, and then uh, passing that along to the next generation. And for me, my um, idea on this is a little bit different as being an investment advisor and owning an investment company. Everybody talks about return on investment, return on investment. And one of the things that I like to talk about is return on community. And as a business owner and as an individual, as a parent, as a grandmother, I recently wrote a book with my granddaughter, My Pillow Has Wings, and it was a personal book on her life experience and my life experience. And I went out into the community to really um, share this book and get it into the Christian schools. And it was an eye-opener for me to see how um, unequal the system is and how many children in Christian schools, public schools, um, depending on where they're located, the children get small stipends of money for each child, and then another school has the ability to raise a lot of money, and so it's not equal. And I didn't know that. It it was just by the grace of God that he put me in this space to discover something. And that is what has really propelled me into looking at ways that we can equalize this. And every I believe every child should have an opportunity to have education. And Jill, as you know, one of the things that prompted me to start this company was that where I was working at a very large bank and I wanted my parents to um, be able to get the same tax advice, all the same services that the wealthy people got. And my boss said, do they have a million dollars? And I said, no. And he said, well, they can't come here. And it, I thought everybody should have that same advantage. And the same with children. They should have the same advantage. And for kids, you know, they need a hero. They need somebody to hope and for hope and for trust. And so I know we're gonna again talk about LifeWise, but to me it looked like an opportunity for the children that want it, that they can get more and more out of their education. Mm. That's great, yeah. Well, and Derek, give us, if you could, uh, a little bit of background about you and then why you got involved in this area and, and why you think biblical education specifically is so important. Yeah. So my background is I had the privilege of serving a local community as a pastor for about 10 years and uh, loved my time in ministry, but really kind of gravitated to organizational management and leadership. So I went back and uh, received my MBA and that drew me then into uh, nonprofit. Uh, so I worked for some large national nonprofits like the American Red Cross and absolutely loved what all of our community nonprofits do. We have so many great nonprofits that mm -hmm. um, impact our community in profound ways. Um, but it, but I could never help but shake this feeling that it always felt like we were treating symptoms to a larger problem, like we were never really getting to the root cause. And so much of this, I think, stems around education, reaching kids when they're young and teaching them 
and giving them hope and teaching them that you have value, you have purpose, you have meaning in your life, and um, and even more so, obviously, biblical education with that. But um, it just, I could never help but shake that feeling. And then I learned about this opportunity that we'll talk about here in a little bit to provide Bible education to public school students during the middle of the school day. Uh, it, it almost seems impossible, but, and I said, well, that's, that's it. That's how we can begin to establish that value and that meaning and that purpose um, in their life. There's this ancient Proverbs that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, and I think about so much of the hopelessness or helplessness and um, all-time highs and things like anxiety and depression and suicide that are facing so many of our kids, especially in uh, a post-COVID uh, reality, um, and they need hope. They they need I, I like I like what you said there, Karen, about the the they need a hero. They need yes. they need that hope in their life. And so if we can instill that in them, I think we can see kids flourish. Well, and I also think with Bible study, and and I'm learning. You know, I'm in church, and they sort of dissect a, a piece of the Bible, and I my eyes open up, go oh, and it's like critical thinking. It's like forcing you to make decisions, to make choices, to understand, to get curious. And you know, the thing that is, I think, a little bit disturbing is that with the school system. Everybody's supposed to do exactly the same thing. You get in line the same time, you do your numbers the same way, but God made us all different and he made us all different for a reason because we all think different. We we engage differently, we get excited. I get excited um, very easily about things that I'm passionate about. But we see these kids when they get a little bit older, dull. They lose that curiosity. But the Bible has stories in it that create curiosity and they create kids to think about it and to debate, you know, and so it's not a one learn as you do with math and you do with a lot of different things. And, you know, maybe it's not for everybody, but for those kids that want it Mm -hmm. and and parents that want it, having the availability, I think, to um, receive it is, is really wonderful and something to be understood and explored. And availability, but also awareness because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you if we highlight organizations like yours and we'll get into it again in the next segment, but uh, just letting people know that something like this exists is is so crucial. So this is a great way to launch this interview, leaving people hungry for more. Right. <laughs> uh, and we aim to please. So stay tuned and we'll dive into this a little bit more after commercial break. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Derek Steeman, Vice President of Advancement at LifeWise Academy, and Karen Ellenbecker, founder and senior wealth advisor of EIG. So, Karen, why don't you just tell us first how you heard about LifeWise Academy? It was just an odd, I was in the right place at the right time, talking to uh, another individual that I know, and he said to me, 
um, weren't you doing something with pillows? <laughs> and I said, yeah, my granddaughter and I wrote the book, My Pillow Has Wings. And, and he said, how is that going? I said, it's going really well. We're in um, three different Christian schools. We've got about 688 kids going through our program this year. And I said, but it's been discouraging because I haven't been able to offer my program to public schools because Taylor makes a reference in there to God. And they told me to write another book. And I, you know, and it's, it's been a hurdle and difficult to get over. And I was talking to, to my friend Kent, and he said, yeah, I just heard of this group. And I'm having a um, call with them on Monday. Would you like to join in? And I joined in the call. I looked up all the information. And I thought, this could be the answer to the things that I've been hearing in the community is we've got to do something different. There is so many things going on where kids are lost. Children um, don't have anyone, a hero to look up to because when you look at young boys um, and you look at some of the schools that I'm working in, um, their fathers are gone or they're incarcerated or they're passed away. Girls are lost, and it's almost like how are we going to bring something to these children to launch them, to give them hope? And I see this as a way that we can bring hope, that we can bring role models. You know one of the most important things for children is to have somebody to listen to them. To just listen, our program is all about empathy, but just by going here and having these teachers listen and this ability to learn something different is a catalyst for growth. It's a catalyst for these children to find meaning in their life. Absolutely. Well, and Derek, you shared with us why you think biblical education is so important. Um, let's hear then, let's, let's get into the nitty gritty and hear about how LifeWise Academy fits into this and, and what your goal is. Yeah, so our, our goal is to positively impact students, families, and communities through what we call a release time religious instruction program. Uh, most people probably have never heard that term before uh, because it's a legal term. Uh, in 1952, which is kind of crazy to think about that this has been around for oh, so long. 70 years. Yeah, 70 years, and nobody knew about it. But what release time is, is in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students could publish public school students could be released from school during school hours to learn about religion provided three important criteria are met. It has to be off school grounds, privately funded, and parent permitted. We call this the greatest missed opportunity of the American church of the last 70 years because of those three words during school hours. There's so many great before school programs, so many great after school programs, but as a parent myself, it's hard to get kids to those programs because you have extracurricular activities, mom and dad's work schedules. There's so many things that get in the way, but because this is during school hours, we're reaching a huge percentage of the population. In fact, we first learned about this. There was a program in Northwest Ohio, close to Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, just across the border, that had learned about this ruling, started a program where they taught their kids, public school students, the Bible once a week, and they expected maybe 20% of kids would attend. They were shocked because at the end of year one, 60% of the kids were attending. Wow. 
And by the end of year three, 95% of the entire public school. Imagine with me 10 years from now what that public school, what that community is going to look like when those students are learning things like discipline and respect and love and forgiveness and just these incredible character values. Mm-hmm. Well, you talk about during school hours, quote unquote, what about the separation of church and state? Yeah, so uh, a lot of people actually ask that, and uh, this program is actually a beautiful manifestation of the separation of church and state because it literally is off school grounds. And so by removing them, you're removing them from the public taxpayer dollars, and uh, by having it privately funded, there's no um, public funds being used. It's local churches and business owners and leaders and parents and grandparents who come together to help fund this. So this literally, there is a separation there. Um, And the ruling actually allows students for one hour, up to one hour a week, to be able to learn about this uh, religious education. And our organization teaches the Bible during that time. And so I know that some schools would have this prayer around the flagpole. And is that, and and they used to do it when my kids were in school. They don't do that anymore. Is that because of the fact that it's during, actually it was before school started, but it was on school property. So most schools, I mean, it, it depends, but would follow like an equal access. So like if Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts can use the facility, then other groups can. But what makes this so unique is because it is during school. So that's where it has to be off school grounds. But there are many uh, Bible programs, things like FCA is mm-hmm, a, a very mm-hmm. common one. I was very influential in my life that will meet on school grounds because it's before or after school. But because this is during the school day, Um, And that really is the key. And we believe that's why we average 60% attendance at all of our elementary schools that we are across the nation. And is it 316 schools across the country and or 16 states and Yep. So we we are now confirmed in 15 states, so close. And uh, we actually got more approval (laughs) since we last met. And so we're now up to 340 schools across 15 states. Uh, And the program started just a couple years ago in 2019. We had two schools that uh, launched a pilot. But really the genesis for this, that program in Northwest Ohio came to us and they asked us, they said, uh, look, this ruling's been around. It's clearly legal. It's clearly impactful. Um, why don't more communities have a program like this? And so we looked into it, and what we discovered was that uh, it's kind of hard to do this. Although it sounds easy, in many ways, it's almost like starting a private school. You got to think about staffing and curriculum and liability insurance and transportation and logistics and many other details. And so what our organization does is we said, what if we removed all of those barriers? What if we created a replicable, scalable model that could be implemented anywhere in the nation? We thought that's the thing that's holding this back. And it turns out that that was the case because now it's just uh, exploding all over uh, the nation. We've confirmed in 15 states, but we have all 50 states have now expressed interest in starting their own Bible education program through LifeWise Academy. And I know when I looked at your information, there's buses and you had houses. So how does this actually work? I mean, I was trying to visualize how how this would work with the kids. And 
um, can you do many schools at once or how does it work? Yeah, so um, the way it works is that local community members express interest in the program uh, by raising their hand, and then we come alongside them. Our team comes along. We have uh, launch coaches and health coaches that come alongside and show them exactly how to do it to put together a full logistical plan. We provide all of the out-of-box methods, kind of like uh, in many ways what we've done is we've McDonaldized this, right, release time (laughs) program. And so we, we show community how to do this. Uh, We give them all the tools to do it. And then local communities get to make that decision. And that's one of the great things about this program. Um, You know, a a lot of times our our educators, they have a really tough job. Uh, We believe our educators are heroes, though. And we want to just be a supportive ally to them in the fight for things like better character education and development. And so we come alongside our program and we meet with the educators to say, where will this fit best in your your plan? Now we have 340 examples we can show them, but um, it really can be different from school to school. Some schools will say, well, let's start in this particular school in our district. Others will say, let's start in all of them. And so depending on the logistics and the availability of space, because some communities will, as you mentioned, uh, will build a house or remodel a house into a facility, but many of our communities actually utilize spaces that are already available, like community centers. We have ones that are in the YMCA, for instance. Uh, Others utilize churches that are often by our local schools. And so um, that's the great thing about this program is is it really is up to the local community, but we'll show them kind of how to do that. Well, you mentioned curriculum before. Um, We're actually going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we'll talk specifics in terms of the curriculum. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Derek Steeman, Vice President of Advancement at LifeWise Academy, and Karen Ellenbecker, Founder and Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellenbecker Investment Group. So, Derek, you talked about um, curriculum, so let's dive into that specifically. What are the students taught? Yeah, so uh, we teach uh, the Bible, and uh, we do it through a curriculum. We have a partnership with the Gospel Project, a famous Sunday school curriculum, where we teach a threefold lesson. So we teach head, heart, and hands. We want students to understand the Bible story, every story that's there, how it relates to them, and how it relates to our life. Uh, We want every uh, student to understand how every story in the Bible points to Jesus and the redemptive story of creation. Um, throughout the whole Bible. And so we connect every story to Jesus. And then ultimately, uh, when Jesus is part of our lives, uh, our lives are transformed. And so we teach um, how those impact us in the way we live our lives um, through character values. So for instance, uh, when we teach the story of creation, if we truly understand that we're created in the image of God, 
we will respect one another. And uh, that lesson alone could transform our society. <laughs> so, um, but we always follow that head, heart, and hands um, uh, lesson. And one of the things that's important is even though we are in 340 programs across 15 states, all of them are following that consistent message. And one of the things that's been appreciated about our curriculum is we do not get into political issues. We don't get into denominational issues. Um, our primary goal is simply to teach what the Bible says and let, this, let the, that impact the students' lives. Okay, so kind of Bible 101. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. you don't worry about offending anybody, specific religions, that type of thing. No, we're, we are focused on teaching what the Bible says and um, letting that impact the students. Okay. So how do you fit LifeWise classes into the schedule then? Yeah, so uh, there's a couple different ways, but the primary way that we see LifeWise fit in is we do not want to take away from core curriculum classes. Um, most schools um, are we're primarily right now in elementary schools, but we do have middle school and high school. We go all throughout. But in elementary, schools have what are known as the specials rotation. So they have things like library, art, music, and gym. And we become a fifth rotation in many of the schools. Um, in junior high and high school, uh, they become more of an elective course that they could take. And some states actually even have rulings that allow for students in some school districts that allow for high school students to get college credit uh, for attending our courses. So um, in the upper grades, it's an elective, and in the lower grades, it's uh, part of the specials rotation. But as I mentioned, those three criteria, off-school grounds, privately funded, it has to be parent permitted. So no students are forced to attend this. It's entirely up to them and their parents on whether they would like uh, to attend a LifeWise class. Nice. Very nice. Well, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about taking kids off school property for a Bible class and then bringing them back. Sounds like it could be challenging. You know, how do the logistics work on that? Yeah, so we have a great team and we work, um, we have something called the five L's of LifeWise that just work through things like the leadership and the language, the way we communicate, the logistics, the location. So we just work through all of these with every local LifeWise program. And um, one of those would be around the logistics of taking kids and, and um, from the school. And so it's the school's responsibility up to the door. Uh, but once we take them, we have a team of volunteers that will go with them to e either in the school to the office or to their classroom. We'll remove those students where the parents permitted and we'll take them onto a bus or we'll walk to a nearby facility that's within a, just a few hundred feet. But we will put them on a bus, we'll transport them to the facility. Most class schedules allow for about 45 minutes, so you're talking about 30 minutes of core teaching, but we don't waste any time. So like even on the bus ride, if it's a longer bus ride, we'll start the lesson, but if not, we'll uh, sing songs, we'll do scripture memory and um, other fun activities as we get to the 
classroom. And then our volunteers will take them back and uh, right back to their classrooms and they'll be ready for their next period. And um, we take it very seriously to get them there on time and uh, ready to go so that we're not interrupting their school day in any way. And in fact, we've heard from educators that uh, students come back refreshed and um, ready to learn that much more. Mm. And maybe you listen to Caleb on the bus on the way yeah, over, right? Because that's yes. a great teaching opportunity, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. it's all biblically based, so that's all good. Um, well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but stay tuned because we love to hear stories of impact. And so Derek is going to share some more about LifeWise Academy as well as some stories of impact. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and we are continuing our conversation today about education with Derek Steeman, Vice President of Advancement at LifeWise Academy, and Karen Ellen Becker, Founder and Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. So... I mentioned that we love to hear impact stories. It really just resonates with listeners. So um, what kind of impact is LifeWise seeing in communities across the country? Yeah, well, um, we just recently had a program outcome measurement study done. Um, an independent group out of Indianapolis actually did this, and um, they found some amazing results. They found that LifeWise not only impacts the students who come to LifeWise, but it actually impa uh, impacts the entire school district. So what they're seeing is uh, year one, 7% increase in attendance. Kids are excited to come, so they don't want to miss a day because they might miss LifeWise Academy. Um, year two, minor behavioral issues uh, like in-school suspensions start to reduce in a compound way. And then year three, major behavioral issues start to, to reduce. And this group uh, argued that they think in year four, uh, they're gonna, we're going to start to see a great increase. And what we're finding is that when students' lives are impacted, when their characters begins to change, it impacts all of their life, including their grades, which uh, stands to reason. And a great story we saw of this was one of the things we do not only do we teach the Bible stories, we give out these um, recap cards that almost look like playing cards. You know, uh, kids love these uh, like Pokemon. They love <laughs> sports cards. And so they get Bible recap cards where on the front it talks about the character value. And then on the back it talks about that head, heart, and hands that we talked about. And uh, we had this one story uh, in one of our inner city programs where these three little boys were on the playground uh, misbehaving, doing something they knew they shouldn't have done, but only one of the boys got caught. Well, the other two then go to LifeWise, and wouldn't you know it, that week they were learning about the character quality of being truthful. <laughs> and so they get this character recap card that's staring them in the face. They literally, after a day, go up to the teacher and said, I was also involved in that incident with the card in hand and said, I have to be truthful. I was involved in it and should be punished as well. And so you see these kids' character right before your eyes beginning to change and their lives being impacted. Now, that's just one example, but think about the change. And there's all kinds of uh, serious issues that, that we talked about, family 
family dynamics. We had one little boy at the end of uh, class year, the teacher asked him what they liked most about LifeWise, and he said, my parents don't fight anymore. Mm-hmm. And and the teacher then later asked him, what, what do you mean your parents don't attend LifeWise? And he said, I started coming to LifeWise. I told my parents I wanted to go to church. We started going to church, and my parents don't fight anymore. Their whole family dynamic was being changed by this this message, right? By the biblical truth um, that is there, and so uh, just many students' lives uh, being impacted. But it's it's all those extra things. I mean, we we do this program to impact students, but it truly is impacting families and ultimately communities. And you're creating a safe space for them to be who they are. Yes, absolutely. I love what well, some of the feedback I love the most is we do these surveys and uh, students will often say that the favorite thing about LifeWise is it's a kind place. Mm-hmm. It's a loving place. And, you know, if you would have asked me in the past, I would have said that teachers were the most impactful part of our program. And they are. They're very impactful. But now my opinions changed. I believe it's actually volunteers because they don't have to be there. And the kids know that. And these volunteers, they just love on them. The kids and they provide a positive influence in their life. And there's all kinds of studies that show if you have just one impactful person in your life, positive, impactful person, it can change your entire trajectory. And that's what we're seeing throughout this program is these kids are being surrounded not only with the volunteers, they're being surrounded by a network of kids who also have those same values and hold those values high. And that becomes their lifeline. And they start to create new friends with the same ideas, the same similar ideas, rather than following someone who might be going down a path that isn't in their best interest. Yep. Yeah, well, what's interesting about that is another impact story is we had a little boy who really wanted to come to LifeWise, and um, his parents, uh, for whatever reason at the time, didn't want to sign. He is coming now, but didn't want to sign and uh, t- to release him. And so he asked his buddy to tell him what they were learning about, and his buddy would take recess and tell him the Bible stories he was learning. The little boy went home, told the told this to his parents and his parents saw the impact that it was being made in his life and so enrolled him in the program and it's 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 just um crazy but that network mm. and that that especially that support network is so important to these kids today do you know one of the things when i became guardian of taylor um the judge when we went through there he looked at me and he said your job is to keep her safe your job is to keep her safe. And I've never forgotten that. And I don't think our children today feel safe. They don't have anything to hold on to. They don't have anything to really believe in. And I don't mean not anything because, of course, family and that. But it's it's so sporadic out there. And there's so many things that they're hearing and in the news. And everything is so fluid on their, you know, on their tablets and on their phones that having a safe place to go that's consistent and giving a consistent message that they know is going to be consistent, I think is just worth its weight in gold. Yeah, yeah there, there was a great story I just recently <laughs> heard of this uh, little girl who uh, was new to the Bible, new to Christianity, had never heard any of the Bible stories. 
stories and came in and after a month of sitting in our classes, they're telling these Bible stories. And she said, teacher, why do you keep telling me these stories of, of everybody who messes up? Right. <laughs> and, and she said, well, it's because all of us have struggles, but there's a good God who loves us no matter what. Mm. And that consistency is so important for kids to hear that it's not about performance or works or anything they do or don't do, but there is there is a good God that loves them, that created them and cares for them no matter what the circumstance is going on around them. God is a forgiving God. Amen. I was in church just recently, and they were talking about um, reconstructing relationships. And, and in the Bible, it says, well, how many times should I forgive somebody? 77, I think it was. It. And, yeah. and, and the pastor came back and said, um, well, I would suggest that all of you think about how many times God has forgiven you. Mm-hmm. And maybe make that your number. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's forever. Yeah, yep. 70, always times the, yeah. 70 times yeah. 7. 70 times yeah. 7. And yeah. then you do the math. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I think it's it's also important that there's somebody in these kids' lives, to what you were talking about, saying, I see you, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're important, and you matter. Because, again, like you said, Karen, so many of these kids don't have that. Um, so it's wonderful to have somebody walking alongside them. Um, are you getting much pushback from the schools or communities in general? So uh, sometimes there there's uh, some pushback, but often the pushback is when people don't understand, right? That um, they say, well, what about separation of church state? Or I don't want taxpayers' dollars, or I don't want kids forced. And we say, well, none of those things are happening, right? Going back to that. But by and large, we've had incredible support from educators in the community. Um, it, it's been phenomenal to see. In fact, we have a 94% success rate of getting into schools when we present to them and share this opportunity. That's fantastic. Well, I'm wondering if you've had any challenges. I mean, what would you say is your biggest challenge if you have any? Yeah, our our greatest challenge, believe it or not, it's not the logistics. It's not finding people. God sends the people. Our greatest challenge is that people don't know this opportunity exists. Um, and so we are traveling the country uh, just sharing this opportunity um, that this is possible. You can do this, and it ha- is having a real impact on students and families' lives. Okay, so the next question is how do people tap into the LifeWise programs? How do they get started? Yeah, this doesn't start unless community members raise their hand and say, I'm interested in having this in my community. That's really important. So I want to encourage everybody right now to go to LifeWise.org. You can click in the upper right hand of the school or in the corner and find Find My School. Every school district in the nation is loaded on there, and you can fill out and say, I want this to come to my community. You're not committing to anything. You're simply raising your hand and saying, I want to have this in my local community, and that's what alerts us to come and help you and help the community start this where you're at. Wonderful. Well, Unfortunately, we, we've run out of minutes. We could go on and on, couldn't we? But uh, thank you, Derek Steeman, Vice President of Advancement at LifeWise Academy, for being here today. Thank you, Karen Ellenbecker, Senior Wealth Advisor and Founder of EIG. Thank you both for sharing all the ways that you're stepping up and making a difference in our community in the area of education. I appreciate you participating today.
If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out directly to Derek at LifeWise Academy, or you can always call our office for contact information. If you know of a great organization that's doing great work in our community that you think would be a great guest on the show, I'm asking you to contact me. You can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a great place. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I also encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com. You can listen to previously aired shows. There's over 400 of them. Or you can listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So if you agree with John F. Kennedy in his statement that the goal of education is the advancement of knowledge and the dissemination of truth, and or the comment of the professor from the University of Virginia who said, excellence in education is what we do is when we do everything we can to make sure that those we teach become everything they can. Then give some thought to how you can be a part of that. Maybe it means contacting LifeWise Academy to see about getting their programming in your school. Maybe you're a business owner like our founder, Karen Ellenbecker, and you agree that being a part of the solution to some of the challenges in education means stepping up and figuring out how you can make a difference. How can you be a part of the change you want to see in the world? By doing so, I believe you'll be blessing and you will be uh, you will be giving a blessing to one or many in our community for generations to come. So thank you for listening today and have a great day.